Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Trots podcast and YouTube channel. And we are back with episode 15, I can't believe it either, of Canny Chatter. Uh, I'm Scott. I am your host for this one. And this week, I am joined by Ian and Joe. Boys, we're back remote. We're back audio only. We're no longer in the studio. Hello, Joe. It was it was a shame you couldn't join us for the last episode. I didn't make it. Oh, don't remind me. You didn't, know. We recorded it just as you were going Abs- home. Yeah, That's I a bit know. of a shame. I know, I know. But we're back. Um, a lot's happened. I watched it on the train since home, that. Um, we've had a lot of a lot of games, a lot a lot of injuries. Um I went to Dortmund, Dusseldorf, and drank a lot of beer. Um so yeah, we'll just jump into an episode of Canny Chatter. We thought, why not? Ian, mate. Yes. How are you? I'm great. Um, incidentally, had COVID from the Dortmund home game, which I've just recovered from. So if I was a Newcastle player, I'd also be on the injury list. Um, that and I'm pagged in in general terms. But uh, yeah, Canny, I've uh, done all my Christmas shopping today, which we just discussed before we come on here. Um, so that's that out the way with, and then, yeah, just, just plodding on nicely, mate. And Joe, mate, how are you? Hiya, mate. Yeah, doing really well, thanks. Been keeping very busy. Um, listening to a lot of, uh, podcasts, um, been buying tickets to numerous gigs for next year, so it's really exciting times. And, uh, yeah, no, doing really well, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I've finally recovered from... My trip to Dortmund and Dusseldorf, uh, which was quite heavy. Um, yeah, just plodding along. Been, what have I been doing? I've been doing much. Just been playing a bit of FIFA, playing a bit of Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty, um, which is decent, and uh, a bit of the new City Skylines because I like building cities and pretending I'm a. I don't know. Do you pretend you're? A, are you pretend you're a god when you play those things or what? Or just the world's anyway, best architect? I don't know. Building cities and knocking down buildings and whatever. But yeah, um, I'm good. Um, so it's been a while since we've done a kind of done a canny chatter. And you say the last one was a live one. So we did watch. Thanks very much. If you listen to the audio, thanks as well. Um, hopefully we've got some new audio listeners from that. 
But as you know, every time we do this, we have three topics. We have a Newcastle-related one. Then we have a maybe a non-football or an off-the-field Newcastle-related one. And then obviously a scranny chatter as well. This week, we're going to be talking about our first memories or first games or both uh, of Newcastle United. Uh, we're going to go through some random Newcastle merchandise or just football merchandise in general that we've owned either now or in the past. Um, and then this week's Scranny Chatter is going to be our favourite baked good from a Greg's or a Milligan's or uh, a, a bakery, shall we say, any anywhere like that, because you may not have a Greg's or a Milligan's where you are listening. For example, I don't, um, but I've been to Greg's before. Um, but we'll get started with our first topic, uh, and that is your first memories or your first match as a Newcastle United fan or or even you weren't a fan, and you, you know your first kind of introduction to life as a Newcastle fan. Ian, mate, let's start yes. with you. What is Ooh. your first Newcastle <clears throat> your game? Uh, so I remember I mean, the first. I think possibly the first ever game up was taken. It was Peter Beardsley's testimonial. Um, I don't remember a lot about. I know it was against Celtic, um, and this will tie into the. The second topic, um, but you know, like uh, you know, before kickoff when the players exchange like the little yeah, the little the flags. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's the point? Can so, I can I just get off topic? What is the point in that? Like, surely, like, why do we still need to do that? Like, internationals, I get it, but Premier League club football, like, we must have like fifty man new ones, nearly fifty Newcastle ones. You know, like, what's the point? Like, just they have a new one every season. Do you reckon? Do we do them for Premier League games? They just hand them back over for the next game. Yeah, they do it in every match. Do they do for pre- do they? Do they? I always thought it was just like European Aye. games. No, no, they, they do it because they always give them a Serena to. Not oh, do the, they? Oh. He takes the photo. The most, the most the have kids a cupboard. and they hold it up every single time. Ah, the most yeah. have a cupboard somewhere. Do you think they have? Yeah, they're just. I just hand them back. Do you think that someone wants to hand them back at the back of? In the, in, the, um, in, the, in the ground and just like we'll save this for the next time anyway sorry Ian um, no um, yes so I, I remember I definitely got that little thing not the the actual one that exchanged there must have been that memorabilia it would have been I believe I was in the east stand um, like I say I don't really remember anything of the game I think we got beat I, I've looked it up recently um, and I think we got beat but um that was probably the first ever involvement I had at a Newcastle match. Um, but the my first ever game that I went to, um, it was like it wasn't even like a like a big fixture or anything like that. It was Southampton at home in the two thousand to two thousand and one season? The original game I was supposed to, my cousin was supposed to take us, and I remember I had been off school all that week, um, poorly with a like chest infection or something. So I remember, I, th- I think it was like maybe early January, the original game and it had started snowing. So like me mom made us wear like pajamas underneath, like me, me joggers and like me football top and me hoodie and me coat. And we got all the way to the monument. I mean, like my dad had took us to meet me cousin and it was before, I'm sure it was before like mobile phones were big. So there was no real like communication between anyone. And then, because of how bad it had snowed, it was like they called the game off. So I think the like the replay was 
I don't know, maybe it's like March, April time. And I was sitting where the away fans sit now um, in level seven. The game finished 1-1. Kevin Gallagher scored. Can it for the life of us think if we took the lead or if we equalised? But I remember Kevin Gallagher scored. It was in my favourite kit. It was the Bobby Robson kit. It might have been NTL at that point. Um, you know, like the the collar with the, the blue, blue trim. Collar. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Stitched, the stitched brown ale. Stitched brown ale, yeah. So it was that kit, but I can't remember if it was NTL at that time or if it was uh, the brown ale. But yeah, it was 1-1. I remember I was sitting behind some Dutch kids. When I say kids, they were blokes and they were smoking because obviously at that time you were allowed to smoke in the stadium. Um, Ended up going with my dad. And the thing that I remember most is obviously because it was before high, high definition tellies and stuff and ultra four. K HD 3D like super tellies. Um, you just had them big tellies with like that had the box on the back of the like the big yeah. unit. Um, and all I remember is like when I first climbed the stairs and walked out, it was just like how unbelievably green the grass was. Um, I probably should have then turned like the contrast up on the actual telly because I think it, that could have been the issue. But I just remember being in awe of how like big the stadium was and how green the grass was. Like I say, I don't really remember much about the game. Don't remember the goal score. I just remember being there. Um, so that was the the first ever first ever match that I I went with, and that was with with me dad that I can remember. But then I, obviously last last season, the season before, maybe in the season before, I got to like re, like relive that with Joey. So I took Joey to his first game. It was a bit of a better game. It was against Liverpool. We did get beat one nil, um, but that was the first time they had that giant. We are the mags. Mm. Um, surfer flag, unreal. Yeah. Um, so he he absolutely loved that. So just like, and he he always remembers that. Like he he'll just constantly like any time mm. we'll pass or any time he sees the flag, he's like, oh, that's that's the first game where he went to. So yeah, they're, they're like my first involvement with Newcastle, and then like my my best memory as well mm. was although it was a terrible game, it was like it was more sentimental than than anything yeah. else. God, how yeah. do you remember um, all that? That is impressive. Probably, uh, it's probably <laughs> something yesterday. to do with with my mental capacity. Like I have such a stupid memory for like pointless details. Aye, um, to be fair, but obviously, that yeah. to me that wasn't pointless because it was it was like <laughs> no, no, but it's just the, it's the first ever match. Isn't it? Like you can, res- yeah. I can't remember yesterday, but I'll probably be able to recite some game from like twelve years ago and who scored. You know. Oh yeah. no, that's cool. Though, well, right? I mean, for me, uh, so. This is so earliest memory. I think I was five, maybe six, and my uncle managed to get two tickets to a game. I don't know who we played. I don't know what happened in the game, but we were in the Gallagher end standing um, as a six-year-old. Probably isn't a nice, <laughs> a nice experience. Mm-hmm. I remember being sat on that these concrete like, like almost like ends. what the like what the stock like street parades and yeah, stuff with. Yeah, yeah. I remember him, he plunked us on one of them. And I, I was right behind the goal, and I remember I remember Pavel Cernacek was in goal, and he was able to throw the ball off the massive scoreboard at the back of the Gallagher, and it bounced back, and he catch it, and that was his throwing practice, and he would oh. do that a couple of times. I remember in the East Stand that had a there was a massive surfer flag, so even back then there was surfer flags. I can't remember it was it had a magpie on it, but I, I can't remember exactly what it would say, um, and then. I think I remember I was I was maybe a bit too young and my uncle could tell 
and he he got us. He kind of was like, "How hey, we're we're gonna go?" Because I wasn't really enjoying it. I was just I was maybe a year too young mm. for it. Um, and we went like I think even before the game had kicked off or the game had like twenty minutes in. Like he he decided that we had to go, so like went. Um, I obviously remember us winning the Division One Championship in ninety two ninety three. I remember going down to the Civic Centre uh, because there was a massive parade. And instead of queuing on the central motorway, motorway, which I don't know if the bypass was built back then. I really can't remember. I don't know if it was. And watching the bus I've actually drive past, my mom and my granny, bless her, decided would get down early and would get to the front of the crowd at the Civic. So we were right at the front. Now, I would have been, I was probably about a year a year later, maybe it was two years later. So I would have been, what, when was it, 92. So I would have been, what, five, seven, right, when this happened. So I wasn't that tall. My mom's only Still like on. four foot now. My granny's even smaller. <laughs> um, but we were right at the front and we were getting absolutely crushed because it was just surges of people pushing. So we got to the point where one of the coppers, who was like technist, lifted me over the barrier, lifted me mom and me granny over the barrier. And, you know, on the side of cent- of um, the Civic Centre, there's that statue with that cloak, the big well, statue just right next sort to the like hanging, hanging pointing down. Yeah. Stood under there and he's like, you just stand there, you'll be fine here. And we're like, oh, mint, class. Bus pulls in, like we're, we're literally right in front of the bus. Um, everyone gets off the bus and they're kind of walking around and, and I was just stood there and it's like, you know, all the players were just coming up, shaking my hands and that because we were, I don't think we should have been stood where we were stood. And I didn't, I thought, I think the players maybe thought we was like someone special because we weren't behind a bar. We weren't behind a barrier, right? We were just stood there. And then it got to a point where someone came over and was like, oh, you need to just scooch into this little barrier behind, like under the, you know, there's like, there's a pillars, like the round thing next to that yeah, statue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just scooch in there a little bit. So we're scooching there. Um, obviously saw um, all the, the talk and everything, the, the the speeches that were happening. And yeah, I remember that. Um, first ever game I actually went, it was a few years later. It was, um, I think Decker's is the same. I think, I remember from his My United, it's the Newcastle versus Bilbao, where we won 3-2 in the UEFA Cup in 1994. Mm-hmm. Or, well, 94-95 season. Um, I remember we won 3-2. I remember because Peter Beardsley scored a penalty um, and Andy Cole also scored. And I, I, I can't remember who scored the first goal. I think it was Rule Fox, but I really can't remember. Um, and I just remember we were in the East Stand, just like you, Ian. Um, we're right next to the away fans. And of course, because that's where they, they they're in, in that corner like corner of the yeah. Leasers, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I just remember we went 3-0 up. And then they came back like late in the game. I think eighty minutes. That was three two, and everyone, everyone around was just going, "Oh, they're gonna." Because I think we got beat in the home fixture. I think the beat were one nil, so it was kind of like a do or die kind of fixture. Like because I don't think there was groups back then. I really can't remember how the UEFA Cup worked back in the nineties, um, but I remember that um, quite vividly. Um, and then I just obviously from there. It just that's when that's when it escalated, but obviously it was a we never been able, to, been able to afford tickets to a game. So when the European games came in, they were quite cheap, 
it was an mm. entire family affair. Like there was me, my mother, my uncle, and uh, my granny went, my aunties went. Like there was about the most to talk about the entire road, just the entire family passing sweets up and down. Um, and That's just, class. Yeah, just having a really good time. That's great. And I just remember at the end, I had a scarf, and my uncle was like, "Go up on them Bilbao fans and swap your scarf." And I was like. I don't want to give away my Newcastle scarf. He went, oh, well, I will then. So he took his, <laughs> his scarf off his wardrobe with someone and swapped. It must have been something he did back then, the swapped scarves. And I've got still got it to make me others, but I've got an athletic Bilbao scarf, um, which will lead from into... From the 90s. From the 90s, which another, will lead into... Another good another, segue, uh, yeah. Topic, yeah. Um, and then obviously ever since it's been it's been nothing but. Uh, Joe, mate. Mm. Now I I'm I've, intrigued because I, I can never tell how old you are. So I'm t- I'm, I'm 27. I was born in '96. Okay. So Christ. yeah, oh, that's made me feel horrible. Sorry. So you were you you weren't born when I attended my first couple of games. No, no, uh, no. Wow. Well, okay then. So what's your <laughs> earliest memory? No. Well, I, you know what it is right. I've asked my dad about this a few times because like, what was the first game he took me to? And he he can never quite recall. But my first memories i mean i've got pictures of me literally as a toddler with a black and white kit on so um it's hard to say exactly when i started going but my earliest memories will be from about when i was four or five years old um i used to i used to bring this like little uh i remember I used to bring this little teddy with me and bless my dad i'd be like my teddy can't see the game and he would put literally put the teddy on his shoulders so that so that they could see and it was, um, I remember how many, that. How many loyalty points has your teddy got? <laughs> oh, hundreds, hundreds, mate. You could see the whole thing. But Classic. my dad's season ticket, I mean, he'd been all over the, the shop. Um, but then, but when I started going, he, right, you know where the press boxes are now, right above the dugout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, his season ticket was there um, before they were built. And it was obviously, like I say, right above the dugout. So you could honestly hear, and this was this would have been there during the Bobby Robson days. So it would be about 2000, to, sort of 2001, mm-hmm. my first game. So I grew up with the likes of, you know, Robert, like Nobby Solano, obviously Shearer. Shea Given was my absolute idol because I was always a keeper. I don't know why I gravitated towards like being a keeper when I was younger. Maybe I just like getting hit in the face with stuff. But yeah, Shea Given was my absolute <laughs> idol. Loved him. Um and I just remember, obviously, being that age, you're tiny, and the crowds just being absolutely closing in on you at that age. Even funneling out at half time, trying to get to the toilets, um, and my dad having to like, you know, smack people out of the way just to avoid them, you know, um, hitting it than me. It was, uh, you know, it's quite experienced when you're a young kid. I do remember this one time, and I don't remember which game it was, but bless me, Dad. There was a time when my dad got stuck in the turnstile getting in, and I literally turned around, and he's trying to get through. Like, my dad's a big, burly bloke, you know? You wouldn't want to mess with him. And um, and he got stuck once in the turnstiles, and I still don't think they've gotten any bigger, but he had to have, like, two or three people push him through just to get by. And I guarantee <laughs> you, I guarantee you, he's not the only Geordie bloke that's had that problem. Uh, I've had that. I've had that problem when I had my season ticket. Those turnstiles are tiny, tiny, aren't they? Um, I've had. I've, and they're I've... even worse now with the, with a digital ticket. I noticed when I was at Dortmund, my mm. thing went green, and I pushed the turnstile with my shoulder to open it, but I didn't realize the bloke behind still has to unlock it. Yeah. So I just walked into steel. Like it's, well, it's not fun. PSG game had to help some last because she was going through in a handbag. <laughs> literally got stuck at the bottom, and she, and she was like wedged yeah. between. She couldn't get out. But anyway. Um, there was there was one time I remember when 
there was a guy right back about two rows behind me dad shouted at bobby he's like get him tell man they're acting shite and he turns around and just lifts his arm and goes i've told them i've tried <laughs> you know it's just really funny when you see yeah, that yeah. dynamic but uh one of my favorite ever memories was when i was about nine years old because my uh football team at the time uh myself and the football team were actually the ball boys during a very special game when Shearer broke the record, Jackie Milburn's record. Oh, nice. I believe it was against uh, Portsmouth. I think we won two one. It was yeah. that game. And um, if you look back when he when Shearer scores the goal, there's some footage where you can just about see me in the background because I'm just I'm like to the I'm in the Milburn stand at that point, like just to the right of the dugout. And uh, yeah, you can see me. It's a blurry little face in the background, but I've got a really cute photo of me. Sort of sat on my little stool with my bib on and everything. And uh, the other, uh, uh, I was back with my parents not long ago, and we found the original like photos that had been printed out of me, of, like you know us all wa- like waving the flag in the centre circle. Uh, obviously, like me down there. I think uh, a couple of subs talk like you know speaking to me at one point. It was just such a cool little memory to have. Uh, and yeah. I've actually, I've actually still got the program in off our uh, photos in it. So it's uh yeah nice nice little thing. Did you did you have to be a junior magpie then to be a to be a mascot? No, I, no, no, no. You just um I think we just applied. I think it was just a case of you. Yeah. Our manager applied for it. Um, I can't remember exactly how it was done. I think it was just one of the applications. But yeah, really fortunate enough to be, uh, be ball boys. Mm. And um, yeah, what a day that was. Because I remember when when I was a lad. When I was a lad. When I was a young boy. When it when it was when it when it was ninety ninety like two to. Whenever, maybe to whenever I got too old to be a you know a mascot or a ball boy, you had to be in the junior magpies. Mm. So I think it was case. like 10, 20 quid each season, mm. and you got a little card, and you always got like an inflatable something and a pen and a badge. It was a class. I don't know if they still do it. I, I don't think they do. They just do youth. They just do the yeah. You get bought all for it. Um, yeah. Junior Magpies, bring it back. Because I think I, used to, I, think, like, I was, yeah, like, I was a part of that. Love it, wouldn't he? Like to have like a he's unreal, card yeah. and everything. Just, and it's think, awesome now to do really. I think it was you like could, the you, early early two thousands. I was it, and you got like a, yeah. that little drawstring bag. You got one of them every season. And you got a monthly um, newsletter as well, or a, a quarterly newsletter, and it was like Junior Magpie of the week or Junior Magpie of the month, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you Memories. something. Go, yeah. I'll tell you something. Going to the matches from a young age, you learn a few, one or two choice words, don't you? Like yeah, your parents have to be like, you can't repeat that. I remember going back to my, my memory of being at the um, the, uh, the 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 presentation of the 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 parade for the Division Two champions. Mm-hmm. I remember standing in that crowd and and learning some chants, which probably I shouldn't have learned, mm-hmm. like the "What do you think of Sunderland?" shit yeah. uh, but, chant. Yeah. Which, uh, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't uh, something that my mum was wanting us to recite no, uh, in the crowd. No, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. funny you should mention that because mm. obviously now with me taking Joey, there's a lot of chance not not necessarily like aggressive ones, but that have mm. like expletives in. So like when I'm when I'm singing it in the ground, because like I've taught Joey the songs because he absolutely loves the atmosphere. I loves going and singing, but I don't want him to swear. So like. For the Joe Linton song, instead of he's been brilliant, it's he's blooming brilliant. So, like, he'll be singing his heart out, but I'll be singing it with him and I'll say yeah. blooming. Um, but there's like, what do you think? What do you think of Sunderland? I'm just Mediocre. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so it's, it's funny you should say that because, like, 
obviously when he when he grows up a little bit, like I'll probably allow him to swear just at football. Um, but yeah, it's just funny having like a child and having like child friendly fr- yeah. like chance when you've got yeah. all the fans like effing and seeing. Yeah, what one one chant? My favorite chant, my favorite chant is uh, Jordy Boot Boys, and it's because I just remember my granddad teaching me it. And yeah, it was one of those without expletives, so I suppose that is one that could work for for little Joey. But that, yeah, I've always loved that chant. I don't know, it just always reminded me of when I was like really, really young, first going to the games. That was, yeah, great little chant that is. Yeah, well, if you're listening and you've got other memories, maybe, you know, older than ours or, or even similar memories, did you go to any of the games that we've mentioned or did you did you attend that parade uh, at, at Civic Centre? Let us know for either Gallagher Shots Twitter page. Um, t- Twitter page? Okay, Boomer. X. Uh, the Twitter, the X. The X. X. X account, whatever it is, whatever you call it now. Or if you remember. Um, or on um, <laughs> Telegram group, yeah, let us know in the Telegram group as well. Uh, it, it's always nice to read what other people's experiences are. Um, boys, we'll move on to our second subject. Uh, and because we've talked a little bit about memorabilia, we'll move on to that one and we'll save Scranny Chat till the end. Um, so really, it, and, and I had this thought a little bit, but then obviously Monday night's Gallagher Chat, uh, Always Smiling Faces, they talked a little bit about the old catalogue, which brought back a ton of memories for me about some of the memorabilia. and. Let's be honest, some of it was pretty crap. There was there was some pretty bad memorabilia that we used to get. There was some really good stuff, don't get us wrong. Um, but there was some really crap stuff. There was some really obscure stuff as well. Um, so I thought it would be nice to speak about some, again, memories, or if you've currently got, got them, um, memorabilia from Newcastle or just general football that... Uh, that you that you remember or that you recall, um, Joe, you're holding up a book. This is I'm audio all... only. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, just want, I, I wanted to tease it. I wanted to tease it. But we'll start with you. What what's your what's your memories and what's your kind of? Well, let's do this. What's your memories of some like random piece of memorabilia you've got? Oh, and right. what is your most favorite or prized possession that you currently have? Oh, as memorabilia. Oh man, uh, random bits. I mean, I've got like. A lot of it is uh, is like books and, and stuff. Um, like this one, I'm whole, I've got in my hands right now. For those obviously listening, which will be everyone, um, it's called Fortress Saint James, and it was made back in when was it published? Back in two thousand, and it talks about um, Saint James's Park as it is, basically. Well, basically from well, it was it started from when it was like in the eighth. 1880 to 1900 and then it talks mm. finally starts talking about the potential development for going forward um what you know what could potentially happen mm. um so actually it'd be interesting reading through that again and seeing what um what what sort of the solutions were back then because yeah it, like i say it talks about why saint james's was developed the way it was um why it's built the way it is so you know it'd be good to go back on this actually um Besides that, I mean, I've got, I mean, I've got my dad's programs from the FA Cup finals. Uh, sorry, it was no FA Cup final. Uh, I think the one against Arsenal back in '98 it was or '99, one of the two. And then I've got the, uh, I think it was Arsenal one, and then the Charity Shield one for against Man United. Um, so I've got those ones. Obviously, if you know me, I've got a shed ton of kits, shirts. Some of me dad, mm. some grand, some of me granddad, some I've just picked up. Um, I've got. 
uh, oh my god, I've just like just lo- like loads of stuff. My most prized possession, though, oh, this is a, I've got. <laughs> so my dad won in a raffle many moons ago uh, a fully squad signed shirt, which from the two thousand. I'm not sure if it's 2001, 2 or 2, 3 because it was the same shirt, the NTL shirt. But it's mm-hmm. got the likes of, obviously, Shearer, Jay Given, um, obviously, Bobby Robson, uh, loads loads of names. Um, and Stefan Givage. Honestly, I'll send you, I'll send, <laughs> mate, I'll send you a photo and you can tell me which ones they are because I've got some of them. But it was sat in a wardrobe for ages and it was one of those where I just, I was meant to get a frame and I didn't and I think it was like the year. I think it was like the summer after I came back from uni, and I'm like, right, I'm gonna do this. So finally got a phrase, and it's um, hanging up proudly on my wall. But one quite funny one is that my dad, for the longest time, had a panoramic photo of St James's Park, and it was from a, t- a, a game against Leeds back in 2003, where we won three one. And it's like just a frame panoramic photo, and it's shot from the east stand. And I was looking at it. I think it was last year. I was just looking. At it. it used to be on my dad's office, and now it's in my in my room back back at my parents. And I was looking at it one day, and I was like, "Hang on, 2003. My dad had a season ticket then." And I was like, "And in lo and behold, when I looked on the direct opposite side to where the camera like took the shot, I saw me dad." And I'm like. And I, 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 I took like I, I took a photo of it. I went down. I was like, "Dad, do you know you've you've been been in this foot like this panoramic shot that you've like had hanging up in your office for years?" He's like, "Oh, I had no idea. Didn't even didn't even think to look." <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that's 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 me, mate. That's me, other mate, and stuff. And it was just really cool because it's like that's a nice little thing, like you know, like eternalized. Mm. But yeah, uh, I mean, Newcastle stuff wise, we've got loads of stuff, tickets, all that kind of stuff. I uh, say one of those probably random things I've got is the Botswana national shirt because <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> back in twenty, because why wouldn't you? Of course, why wouldn't you? <laughs> but the Botswanans. Uh, back did you 20... attend a game and did your uncle swap with a fan? No, <laughs> not quite. But um, no, so back in twenty fourteen, uh, me and some schoolmates did like a sort of like a volunteering trip over there um, where we like went to like volunteered like a few sanctuaries and stuff and like did, did a bit of travelling. And uh, yeah, we bought the shirt there. We did actually play a game with some of the locals, and it was so funny because it was on a massive, proper eleven by eleven pitch, but it was all like mud and just like crap. It was it was it was great though because it was us playing against like some of the locals. I'm pretty sure we lost, <laughs> but you know it was great. It was a great time. But now we bought the um I bought the Botswana national shirt. It's like a light, I think a sky blue, almost like a Man City blue. It with a uh, it had like a black trim on the arms. But I'll dig it out at some point. But yeah, that's probably the most random shirt I've got from that is like not Newcastle related. Mm. Um, mm. I was off the top of my head. Like I say, it's just a bunch of like books, um, programs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I've still, like I said, I've still got the program from when I was a little kid and I've got, um, I'm in it, so that's quite cool. Uh, and I've got me granddad's old, I've got me granddad's old season ticket card as um, a booklet from, again, early 2000s. But it was really funny because back then, I'm, uh, you know, you uh, I don't know if you've got one yourself or like you got your dad's or whatever, but um, obviously they had to account for the fact that you may get through every cup game. So obviously they had to put in potential tickets for the FA Cup fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, etc. So when you look at the booklet, there's obviously still that like some uh, unused t- paper tickets that are still there because at the time you'd obviously rip them out the booklet 
and just present them at the yeah. time and you'd be using one per game so yeah there's still some unused ones in there uh which was which is pretty cool to have uh yeah that's everything mm. i can think of the top of my head i'm rambling a bit but if i think of anything else i'll button yeah ian mate Hello. random random memorabilia from from the past and, and prized possession that you currently have well um so when i moved down with down at Aircliff to, to move in with Sophie. I went through the loft at me mom and dad's just to see what was there. And there's an, like, in terms of kits and like, um, apparel, uh, and I know my dad's not like a time lord, so he wouldn't be able to, to guess that everything would come back in from the 90s. But he had literally all like the, the holy grails, so like the drill tops, uh, the bench jackets of like the the old Adidas with the brown nail, the maroon ones, had all the kits, and he just gave them to charity. So I'll never forgive him for that. So, Steve, if you're listening, I'll never forgive you. But now, nah, um, went through like, um, like there was a, just a box full of stuff. So there was an envelope full of like ticket stubs. So the a couple that um, that jump out are like from the UEFA Cup. Like, I think we played Zulta Vorogrem, maybe he's in a in like a qualifier. And it was when the the tickets were like light blue at the top and bottom, and it was like a grey sort of um, like faded image of St James's, and then obviously had your your game information, your seat information. There was one I think we played Marseille, um, and might have been the quarter or the semi final of the UEFA Cup. I had the the home leg ticket from that, um, and then obviously throughout the years that they had changed a little bit programs. Um, me uncle bless him before he passed away like he he's been travel like traveled up and down the country for years and years and it was actually his wedding anniversary he took me auntie to the i think it was the 73 league cup final against man city so i've got the pro the, the program from that that's um that's safe for me mom and dad's um trying to think what else is in there like newspaper articles as well from that 90 92 93 season um and there was the evening chronicle and I'm sure I've got a picture of it, so I'll put it in the the canny chatter post. I might put it on um, might put it on Twitter or whatever as well. It's like it was basically like a, a like the Chronicle. It was like a special edition inside the Chronicle of just like the no, no. So it wasn't the pink. It was like I'm not sure what it was, but it had like a caricature of Kevin Keegan on it with like champions or something, and it was like highlights of the season. I'll mm. I'll, I'll dig it out. Um, so that's like that's me recent ones, but from like actual memory um oh there's a real mallorca like half and i hate half and half scarves but me auntie and uncle when we played real mallorca in the uefa cup i think it was in the, the early 2000s um mid 2000s they went away to the the away leg to mallorca and got a half and half scarf so that's i think that's in joey's room um but yeah off the top of my head so i, I always remember the a few things about like being little and going and one of them was the club shop at monument mall um oh, and i remember yeah. the the like i think it was like the five by seven headshots of like the players yeah. so there's a couple of like random players like marcelino um maybe i think john doll thompson as well i think there's one kicking about they weren't obviously you got them to then potentially get them signed but never got them signed um but yeah i remember it was like, sure, I'm sure that was one thing. And then I remember that just randomly when you were on about the panoramic shot of St. James's, I remember the old ticket office, which is now, 
like the corner where I think is it the terrace bar? Yeah, where the officers are behind the Bobby Robson uh, stand. A po- yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. Uh, yeah. I right, just remember lift. it was. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there was a massive, like, huge, huge, like, canvas or like a a, a wall um, decal of when we played against West Ham, and it was from like the strawberry corner. So just like it was huge as well, and I always remember. I think it was Thomas Repka was taking a throw in at the time the picture was taken. Mm. So those are a couple of memories. Mm. Um, I remember stuff that was cool as a kid. So I'm sure it was like sugar puffs or something. Where so they were a little bit like you know the Corinthians figures that you have. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were a little bit bigger than them, but it was like the likes of Rule Fox, and he was doing like an overhead kick, but like one foot was on the floor and it was attached to like this little plinth that was grass. There was a few of them because I always remember them being on my windowsill, but each year what my dad would do is like change the kit. So like one would be the away kit, one would be the home kit. And he'd like, he'd have his little pains because he used to love doing subutios. Um, That's another thing that that we've got loads of subutios and he, he passed them down to Joey as well. So he's got like the original Newcastle from whenever the eighties, the seventies, um, and the original Subutio pitch. So that's a couple of things. Uh, what else? Oh, I had a. I remember just in terms of books, I had a book of Newcastle all-time greats. It was I, from like whenever. Yeah, I think I've got that as well, mate. It's like, like a. I don't think it's as big as a three, but it's like it's it's like a, quite a big one, hardback, and it, it goes through like alphabetically like throughout the years. I cannot remember. It would have been maybe early two thousands again. I got that. Mm. But I've got two autographs in it. The first is um, Peter Beardsley, because he was at Comet on the Silver Link. Of course he was. Which which <laughs> doesn't I don't know why he was there. Um, Looking for an eight. But I remember, probably yeah. But I don't even think Comet exists anymore. But like you got like the little um, like the little sort of headshot thing with him, and on the back it was like I was there to meet Peter Beardsley at Comet. I don't know oh, if it was right. the opening of the store. You didn't just randomly bump into Peter No, no, no. Okay. So he, he was, he okay. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly, okay. possibly trying to... Uh, <laughs> possibly. I didn't, I didn't just walk around with this random photo on the off chance yeah. I'd bump into him. But I had that sign. But I took my book because I didn't know that you would get that picture. So he signed that. And then Alan Shearer's signature's in it because obviously mentioned a couple of times I used to live next to Walls End Boys Club. Um, and I remember it was like I was in year... I mean, yeah, three. And I was like, I, I was at school and then I, I had whited in the toilet. So got sent home. I mean, Auntie had come down. She was like, oh, and Shira's just on the field behind the boys club. I think he was shooting an Adidas commercial at the time. So we went over and he was like, what are you doing off school? And I was just like, I'm sick. And I'm he signed, sick, signed me book. So, um, hey, Mr. Shira. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Shira. I, I remember... Really, really <laughs> randomly, about because I, I, I was just obviously in awe because it was Alan Shearer. I forgot to put the pen back on the permanent marker, and it like had went all over my coat. And I only found out because when I was putting my hand in my pocket, it was coming out, and there was loads of ink, and it was all up my sleeve, so Worth it ruined it. the coat. But ah well, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I remember. Pow- uh, little Corinthians figures as well. Mm. I love them, uh, and it, oh, my prized possession. I, I yeah. don't know how I wasn't going to mention this. So very similar to Joe, it was me. Me grandma had when my brother played football. So I, I would probably have been about. But I don't even know if I would have been born. Might have been four at the time or something. Um. Oh no, hold on. I would have been five because it was the entertainers' kit. So I would have been three to five, maybe. Yeah. 
Um, she won a signed original Adidas Entertainers kit by the Entertainers um, from that season. Um, that's been framed literally forever. Um, and it was going to go to me brother, but I've managed to claim that in, in me dad's will because she gave it to me dad. Managed to claim that in me dad's will, even if it means giving up a share of the house. Um, <laughs> I'd rather have that than a share of house. Um, but that's in, that's in a big wooden frame. It's like proper sealed. Um, I would never, ever, ever sell it, but I would love to see how much it would fetch at auction with like a, a certificate of authenticity because mm. I, I would imagine it would fetch a fair bit. But yeah, that, that's my prized possession. Mm. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, when you were talking about kits, I completely forgot, and I don't know how, when I was back at my parents in the summer, I uh, managed to dig out my very first kit. And when I say my very first kit, bear in mind I was born in 96, I literally have, and I'm looking at a photo of it, a baby version of the Grandad Collar shirt um, kit. It's, but it's like a onesie, obviously with me being a baby, <laughs> obviously. But then I've got, but then it's honestly the cutest thing, I've got the 97 shirt, you know, the... Um, with the scent, everything scent, central. Yeah, I've got that. The full, the full kit. So I've got the shirt and um, and the shorts. And on the back, it's got Joe Nine on it, and it's the proper Premier League like velvet old school. Uh, no, way. yeah, uh, I've got. The I blue. think you might have you not sent I, I a picture make, of yeah, that before. Yeah. Saw, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I've got um, the the blue the uh, the blue one as well, not the denim one. The I think it was the season after the. The everything blue and gold one, the blue and yeah. gold, the really shiny one. I've got the full kit of that, um, and also the white, the the, uh, the green and white one as well. I think it was the year after. But yeah, no, I've got I dug those out, and honestly, they they are the most adorable little <laughs> possessions for me. Um. Scott, I'm really interested to hear everything that you've got because we know how much you love memorabilia. And you, you would have been like, without being disrespectful, you would have been had a few more years to collect memorabilia yeah. than what me and Joe have. So I, I don't have much at the moment other than kits and the odd program. And obviously, because I've because because I moved out of the country, obviously a lot of it went when I when I moved because you kind of be trailing that stuff around within my mom didn't really have the storage but going back to kind of memories first i mean i had newcastle united curtains newcastle united bedspreads yeah i had newcastle united wallpaper i had black and white stripy wallpaper on the bottom on the bottom and then in the middle the border was new the border and then the top was just white so i could put posters up um that was in my room. I had, and, I, and I, I've tried to find a photo of this, and I, and I, and I cannot. They definitely existed because I found one of Celtic and I found one of Rangers. But I had, it was a massive can, like a Coke can, but it was Newcastle on the front. And you opened the doors, and there was a hi-fi in the door, <laughs> in, the, in the can, with spaces to keep CDs in the bottom, speakers in the doors, um, and it was like a three CD changer, an AM FM radio, and a double cassette deck, cassette deck with high speed dubbing. Right, cutting I edge am, technology. Right, I am, that challenge, I'm challenging the Telegram group right now, the member Telegram group, to find a photo of this and put it in the chat. I need to see this. I've, like I said, I found I found a Celtic one closed, 
picture of that, and I found a Rangers one open, so I can see them both. And there was because I was only looking at this the other night because it, it came after the uh, Monday night show. Um, it was made by a company called Club Cans, and that's Hashtag who made cans. them. But they sold them in the shop in the Newcastle shop at Monument. Um, I got it for imagine Christmas get, one year. Imagine getting on the metro with that. <laughs> I think you got them made to order and they delivered them to you. Yeah. They, were, they were like a custom piece. Um, I had, like I say, all the Corinthians, or what? I don't think they were called Corinthians back then. All them little, like, mm. from, sure, like power pods, I'm sure they were called. Power pods? I, had, I don't remember the badges. Pods. Used to get the badges of the players that had massive heads and tiny little bodies. I had all of them on a cap. And I had them in position order. So I had, like, it was um, like, Pavel like Sernicek. And it was Shola, uh, not Shola, maybe, um, Shaka Heslop, the keepers. Mm. And then all the defenders, like John Beresford and, and all that, and all that, Barry Venison with massive hair on the. I remember Bar- Barry Venison's badge had massive hair and it, it couldn't line it up properly because his hair would t- it was really annoying. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just all, like, all of them on a cap. And then that just grew to having. A cap full of Newcastle badges. Um, that this was the nineties, by the way. Walking around with a cap full of badges wasn't like a a weird thing. A lot of people that was did the norm. it. So walking around with a cap full of you badges. You see a fair a, few you know, nowadays. A little, little eight, nine year old. Yeah, you do see a fair few nowadays. Um, Probably old school. In terms of like what I've currently got, I've got I've got me black card from the Dortmund game. The War Flags card. Like oh. the, you know the thing that you held up to well, begin with. That yours, all you yours, can see. Oh, right. Yours yes. managed to stay uh-huh. intact. God, mine was like a. Uh, no, because of the then. rain. It, I mean, it's, mine it's was there. Soaked, like, it's right. okay, but yeah, it was I wanted talk. to. I wanted um, I've got to. A, yeah. I've got a program from the PSG game uh, that Chris managed to get us. Thanks, Chris. Um, I didn't actually get one from the Dortmund game, which I'm a bit gutted about. But again, the rain would have probably messed that up. Um, it also been in German. Well, mm. so I'm talking about the home game. Oh, right. The away game, couldn't see anyone selling them. I yeah, asked I, on the ground. Yeah, I didn't see them And the guy either. was like, no, we don't do them. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Didn't see anything like, I don't, I think mm-hmm. that might be a UK only thing. I, I just don't know. If, if anyone did get a program, I'd love to know where you got it from because mm. I saw there was Milan ones being sold, uh, yeah, but they looked a bit it. dodgy. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, because I wanted to get a program for each of the Champions League games and especially the ones I'd been to. Um, I've got a program from the final at Wembley, the mm-hmm. first one. Uh, that's I can see that, like it's, it's within reaching distance. I've got a program from the FA Cup semi final, nineteen seventy four, uh, which I'm actually holding up. Ten p, ten p for a program. It's got three fifty uh, now. It's got Malcolm McDonald, John Tudor, Terry Hibbert, uh, Bobby Monker, Frank Clark, Terry McDermott, all on the and in the middle. It's got the club photo of both. Oh, wow. It's Osfrey Burnley. That's nice. Yeah. So, Tell you what. Funny story about that. Um, a Dutch resale site, um, I bought I bought two tops from them. And the first time they sent us a PSV, V Newcastle Champions League program with the shirt, um, which I wasn't expecting. And then the second time they sent us this Burnley Newcastle that's one. That's really which cool. Nice. It's a nice little touch um, yeah. from them. Yeah, it was it was nice of them. Um, what else have I got? I've got like random, like unofficial memorabilia. So I've got, a, do you know the Panini cheapskates? Yeah. So they used to be called, I think they're called No Score Draw now, but it used to be called Panini cheapskates. And basically, 
he does like the football stickers, but he hand draws them. So he recreates all the old football but, stickers that he hand draws. But, okay. but terribly. But like badly. Um mm. they they before Manu sued them, and it was Manu who killed their business. Well, they didn't kill their business, but they tried to. They used to actually do it where it was called Newcastle United, and all the players would be called the proper names, mm. and they'd have the kits and they'd try and draw the badge and everything. I've got the Newcastle one of what they did, poster. Now they've had to change their name because they were called Panini Cheapskates. Obviously, they can't use the word Panini because it's a brand. Um, so they're now called No Score Draws, but I think they now have to like they've renamed it to like the Toon Army or the Black and Whites or whatever it is because they can't call it Newcastle United. Pure so pants. I've got one before. Basically, what happened is they did Manu and they drew the logo, the Manu logo, and Manu were pretty shit hot when it comes to their logo. Yeah, like, cease you can't and do desist. that. Cease and desist, and then I think Panini got hold of it, going, "You can't use our name either." So kind of escalated, and then they were <laughs> going to shut down for a bit, but then. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, man, they're just the drones. Like, it's nothing. Oh, yeah. It's so petty. But anyway, I've got that. Um, prized possession at the moment, I'd probably have to say, is my sunset goalkeeper top. Mm. Um, I can't knock it. doesn't be. fit his. It's a, it's a medium man's. It's got pav and one on the back because I couldn't afford Cernicek because you had to pay by the letter back. Per letter, so yeah. I couldn't afford it. I didn't have enough pocket money for that. So I've got a one and pav on it. Um, it's in mint, like it's in class condition. Because I never used to wear it when I was a kid. It, it never used to goalkeeper tops. You you would get the odd one or two, but it always wear the home kit, always wear the away kit. Mm. Um, so those I've, keeper tops though, they used to have like the, the yeah, pads the, pads, and the yeah. Album, yeah. Well, That one doesn't. That uh, one doesn't. Uh, it was the one. Oh no, sorry, that six one. Yes, the A six ones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's right. I used to get the keeper top yeah, when the, I was younger, like where it was like the shape yeah, in, used, the northern rock ones, um, and I've. I've also got, going back to my original story about standing in the parade, I've got a T-shirt, which is probably too small for your joy. <laughs> it, it was like from back then. Of uh, It says Champions Magpies 92-93, and there's a big Monty Magpie on the front and there's something on the back. And the reason I remember I've got that is because when we were in Dortmund last week, I pointed it out. I was with Mark from uh, Always Smiling Faces, like, Look at that! Look at that T-shirt that kid's got on, and he had was had a men's version of it on. He was wearing it around Dortmund, um, champions ninety two on it, and I was like, I've got that, but it's like a youth, like eight <laughs> to ten year old size. It's like literally the size of a postage stamp. Um, well, it's a bit bigger than that, um, but yeah, I just remember this kid walking around in that same T-shirt. I was like, I've got that T-shirt at home. Mark's like, I've probably got it somewhere as well. I think I don't know if it was an official T-shirt or just what one of the street vendors was selling, but um, yeah, they must have sold a load of them back then. Um, but yeah, prize possession has to be um, the Sunset Keeper top at the moment. Uh, got a couple of the training tops, like you, you saw um, in the photo. I think in the in the thumbnail for Canny Chatter last week or the last one, um, I had it on because I wore it to the Dortmund game. Um, got a photograph with the. With the German, nice German, yeah. yeah, that was cool. I mean, that, that was, was a, a bit cool little moment. Yeah, I was a bit. That wasn't for because I, I know, <laughs> uh, I was literally like, I was, sure. I was wearing the the. Anyone that doesn't know, I was wearing the drill top with the three stripes that go over and the the circular Sexy. Adidas, the black and white, by one. the way, the black, yeah, black and white one. Um, Sophie played an absolute blinder getting that for my birthday. Um, scored some major points, but and I, I was, was sitting right in the season after the green, yeah, with the stars with, on the sleeves, uh, and, yeah. 
So from virtually the same era, um, and this German guy comes up and approaches Scott, even though I'm sat right next to him. And he was like, oh, I very much like uh, from the 90s is my top and from the 90s is your. I genuinely thought he was going to ask to swap. I thought he was going to ask to swap as well. I was just like, oh. I was getting ready to tell him to fuck off. But yes, Scott got a photo with a nice Dortmund fan and he just completely snubbed me. So I hope his train was delayed on the way home. We got a nice photo. We did. We got a lovely photo. We did get a nice photo. Um, I think when it comes to memorabilia, there's so much crap around as well. Um, That we could be on this for, for days talking about all the stuff that we probably used to have. I think I draw the line. At half and half flags, like I, I'm right. not a fan of so, half and half flags. I don't like nah, them. I would never wear one to a game, but I may have purchased one for each of the Champions League games this season. Ooh, it, it, well, no, no, actually, that's no, that's actually not that's not strictly true. So I, I did get one for Milan because I was in Milan and I thought I gotta have something. I, I there was no program. I thought, yeah, get a half and half. I wasn't gonna wear it, but get a yeah. half and half. And then the PSG game, I wasn't gonna get one, but randomly um there was one that was just on the on the ground next to me in the in the ne- next to my seat at the end of the game and no one claimed it so i was like well <gasps> stolen thief. well you no one claimed if that's it, your flag reach out <laughs> yeah like your if you lost a half and half scarf i will happily return it to its rightful owner but um no i think you've got to go all the way to liverpool to get it though so, no. but yeah so i was like well i've got that and then i had two out of three and i thought well fuck it i might as well complete the set so i just bought a dortmund one um never nice. yeah wouldn't wear it but um yeah i've got them as nice it's memorabilia i do have an actual ticket as well for the dortmund game oh did you the get away from... game which is nice mm. oh yeah 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 well so long story short and i think this might be for another episode i got me ticket for the um for the Dortmund game on via Google, and it was a printout. You just print off this thing with a QR code and whatever. Got to the gates. In fact, well, no, before I got to the gates, um, Mark knew one of the stewards from home who was there because it sent over like a lot of the staff to help uh, people was... in. And I said to the steward, I was like, look, I've got a home ticket. Do you reckon I'll get in the way? And she's like, yeah, yeah, get yourself in. They're not checking. Just, just you know, get yourself in. I was like, all right, okay. So get to the gates, scan my ticket, big red X, blocked. I was like, okay, I shouldn't be here. So got out, went round to where I was supposed to be going in, got to the gate, scanned the ticket, big red X, blocked. I was like, I've been sold a dodgy ticket here. Like, this is a, this is a thing. So guy was shouting at us in German to just get out of the way or whatever he was saying. Got out of the, because the, the way it worked, it was like a pen. So you got, you got checked first, and then you're in this cage, and then you go through the, the gates. You scan your ticket and go through the gates. So it's like a two-step, two-cue process. So I was trying to get out of the the pen. The little cage couldn't. Man should get out. Saw this little ticket booth thing. And I went up to the guy. I was like, look, I don't know if there's anything you can do, but my ticket won't scan. And he's like, where did you get it from? I was like, via GoGo. He's like, okay, fill this form in, and I'll give you a ticket to get in. I was like, all right, okay, cool. So I filled the form in, and he literally gave us like an actual ticket. So I've got a proper Dortmund Champions League ticket with a nice, nice like, like barker on, but he had to write in Sharpie <laughs> the seat number and everything on it. Mm. So I've got that. It's a nice little keepsake because that is cool to be fair. I think that's one thing we miss well. with digital tickets is that you don't yeah. get a ticket. Yeah, there is that. Um, there's a company on Twitter, isn't that? That's that Stubhub. Um, that's yeah. something like yeah, that. They create, which, is, which is nice because you do miss that. I mean, yeah, the, the Milan game was just on my phone as well. And 
It's one of those. Yeah. I mean, you could you could sort of screenshot it in, in your wallet and then print it out on card. Print, print it out. Print it out. You know, it's not the same. It's, it's not. It's not. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, we will move on to our final topic. It's Scranny Chatter. It's Ian's favorite topic as always. Look and smile. Um, and this time we are talking about favorite baked goods from a Greg's, a Milligan's, or a bakery. Tray. Now, I've got a question here. Does it have to be baked, or can it be like a Greg's Stotty? Or something? Uh, Does it have to be on some of the you know section? what it is? Because I'm I'm in such a good mood. We'll just go any any eatery from like a like a bakery. So like okay. Greg's, Coupland's, okay. Milligan's. Um, well, let's get a start, Ian, as always. As always. Um, so there's a, there's me- oh, no, absolute nightmare. Um, there's a little bit of method in my madness behind this topic. So I think it was this week, might have been last week, given we are approaching the time of year to have festive cheer. Mm-hmm. Greg's brought out there in true seller drone style, may I add, on, on mm-hmm. X slash Twitter. Um, I don't think they actually done that. I would love to, out of St. James's Park, just a sausage roll coming out. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I never used to rate festive bakes. I used to thought that absolutely overrated to sin. Um, and then I think there was like, there was one, one day I was like in the office in town. And I was like, oh, I'll go to Greg's for me lunch. And all I said, what was hot? Because I hate cold. That's, that's the one thing I'm going to start off by saying. Any pastry, it can't be like lava burning hot out straight out the oven. Can't be that temperature. And it can't be cold. It has to be just a nice, warm, baked good. Um, and anyways, I said, oh, what, what have you got warm? She was like, oh, the festive bakes. I had one. And I don't know if I was just in a good mood that day, if Newcastle had one at the weekend, but it was the best thing I had ever eaten. So <laughs> um, my favourite things, so st- that is probably one of my favourite things. There was also a butter chicken pasty um, that they did, because they sometimes do like fajitas, they do like spicy Mexican ones. So they do like, they switch it up a bit, but the butter chicken one was really nice. The festive bake is sensational. Um, just to quickly go off on a tangent though, I feel like Greg's then milked the success of the festive bake because then they started bringing out the festive toasty, the festive sandwich, the the Christmas dinner soup, which was ridiculous. It was just uh, it was like soup with bits of chicken and cranberry and stuffing in. Um, so the the kind of got got a and sort of ran away with that one, but yeah, festive bake, but a chicken, but from the standard, like every day. Um, I'm gonna go and say steak bake. Like if Classic. if there's no like fa- if there's no fancy stuff, it used to be just sausage rolls. Um, because I remember when when I was in yeah like so in my high school yeah ten and eleven you got to go out for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could just go to, like the war's end, and I remember they used to do three for a pound. And he used to always get sauce rolls, but then in my adult life, steak bakes are absolutely phenomenal. And there is one um, sort of honourable mention I want to give because there's 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 a Greg's down here. But where when I go and get my hair cut um, on a Friday, I usually then there's a Milligans over the road, and I haven't had them in any time I've been in. But there's a Milligans in Wall's End is a kebab pasty. It sounds absolutely awful. You think and like puff pastry with kebab meat, but no, it's got this little bit of little bit of chili sauce in, 
and for me it's not too hot a chili sauce mm-hmm. um with the kebab meat it is absolutely unbelievable and their chicken bakes rival greg's as well so shout out to milligan coopland's i'm sorry but coopland's uh, i'm sure it's coopland's um it's it's you more can just... just like um like a sausage sandwich or that sort of stuff they do they don't really do that much pastry stuff from what it's... i remember it seems to be just more the, like they do a full English so the, in a box. Yeah. So they literally they do do um cheese and onion pasties, I think, and sausage rolls, but it's uh the they're, they're terrible. I'm sorry, Couplins, but you're not even in the running here. Uh Greg's <laughs> strong words. Way out way yeah. out in front. Um honorable mention in a, a very I'm I'm not gonna say close second. It's effectively it would be like a Usain Bolt race. He would be miles out in front, and then you've got the, the remaining pack. Um, I'd say the kebab pasty and the chicken bake from from Milligan's comes up second, and then, um, then everything. Should I tell you what I don't like from Greg's? And it's simply because of the sheer salt contact, the the cheese and bacon wrap. It's just far oh, too like salty. That, you know, oh, like far too salty for my liking. But um, uh, yeah, I do. I do like one of them. Yeah, I'd go. So top three, I'm gonna go festive bake. Then I'm going to go steak bake, and then I'm going to go with the butter chicken pasty mm. for the top three. So you mentioned cheese pasties. There. I cannot stand a cheese pasty. Oh, I don't to, know I, what it is about them. I just I, do not like them at all. I'm going to disagree with you, um, yeah. <sighs> but my my go-to at Greg's used to, well, when, once they brought them out, was a sausage and bean melt. I do like oh, a sausage and bean melt. Of course. How did I forget that? But... Again, I'm with you, Ian. It can't be piping hot. It has to be mm. just hot, but not like, you know, hotter than the sun. Like, you can't be doing that. There's a style of, like, obviously I know it's flaky pastry, but I don't like it when the pastry's too, like, like puffed or too, like, puffed, crisp. Yeah. The, the ratio has to be, right be like... Ratio's got to be spot It on. has to be, like, not necessarily soggy, but it has to be, like, mm. soft yeah. with that, just yeah. that layer of flake. Yeah, a l- little bit of stodge. Um... I used to also, I mean, so meet me granny's from Torquay and from Cornwall. So like Cornish pasties, like, Mm. yeah, I like a Greg's, not a traditional Cornish pasty because the, because, you know, I don't know if they still do, but they used to do two, used to do the flat Cornish pasty and then they used to do the one that's like a, an old school Cornish pasty. Like like a shell sort of shape. But the reason I don't like those is because I've been to Cornwall and I've had a proper cornish pasty where you know you bite into it and it's it's full from top to bottom and it's yeah. thicker than your forearm and it's absolutely class and like i say it's, it's designed to to be you know three meals in one like the crust as you peel the crust off and that's like your your bread area um i've had the kebab pasty from milligan's that's very good sensational um, over here they do uh it's called i'm trying to i've got the name up here it's called a, a Brinkendel Broucher, and it's a sausage roll, right? But it's so it's it's like a, if you think of the bottom of a sausage roll, like so if you took the top off a sausage roll, you've got the sausage and then you've got the bottom bit of pastry, and then it's got lats over the top, so it's striped. And mm-hmm. what they do, they put curry sauce in the sausage roll. Ooh. They're outstanding. Roger will back us up on this if Roger ever listens to this. You've got your hot and bothered um, It's not like spicy curry. It's like chip shop curry. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, wow. But it, it, it's, it's not runny. It's quite thick. It's almost like a ketchup. 
They also do it with ketchup, so you can get them either with curry or ketchup, and it's class. Walls, it's... walls do that, um, like sauce, really, but, really good. but like if you heat that up in the microwave, the, the tomato sauce literally comes out like like yeah. volcanic lava. Can you get any kind of other lava? It's it literally Hot like lava. eating a volcano. It's... Yeah. Um, one thing, I, and this might be very controversial, I, I love a pie. Don't get me wrong, you know, put it on a plate and I'll happily have a nice pie, even like a mince pie from, from Greg's. Mm. I can't get over people who buy a pie from Greg's and eat it out the tray in the hands. Yeah. How does it not go everywhere? And what do you do with the stuff that has gone everywhere in the tray? Like when you're at the match and people have a pie, it's like, no, like just no, like I can't. Well, if you have a fork, if you have like a little fork or something, then you, you know, that's that's one thing. Well, yeah, but, but you don't always, you don't normally get that from Greg's. They don't have a cup. No, 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 no. I don't think. I used to. Um, I was thinking the match. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan yeah. of the pie. I do like, I do like a festive bake. I mean, I've, I've got to be honest, like festive bake's a class. Um, I would always go for the chicken bake over the steak bake. Mm. Don't know why. Interesting, good um, choice. I think good it's choice. because it's Come very on. similar to a steak. An onion mm. pie, and it's just in my head, just a yeah. little bit like just is it like, the, it's like chicken um, and mushroom. Is it, is it chicken and mushroom? Or is it just chicken? It's chicken and mushroom. No, just, bake, just yeah. chicken. Well, yeah. No, do you know what? So Morrison's do a chicken and mushroom but, yeah. bake in a twin pack that you get in the in their in mm. their bridge aisle. Yeah. Like they're pre-packed. You're not like from the <clears throat> the hot counter. They're pretty decent. Um, they're quite nice cold. If I'm being honest with you. Mm. Um. But yeah, I do miss a Greg's. Um, I used to, I, well, so what we used to do was go to Greg's uh, and get a, a plain stotty and a pasty of choice and put the pasty in the stotty. Oh, now, that's, that's like a wig and kebab. <laughs> it's kind of like a wig and kebab. So you used to get like a steak bake in a in a stotty class because you've got something to hold on to. If the if the if the steak bake's too hot, you can hold the stotty and it's nice. Um, I never oh, used imagine to. But some people used to butter. butter. Yeah, some people used to butter the bread. Um, I never used to be be on that one. Um, and then the other day on on TikTok or Instagram, I saw someone did. I think they do a will it LT, so you know, like a BLT, mm-hmm. and instead of the bacon, they add something else to a lettuce and tomato sandwich. And he put two, two um, steak bakes in in a in a LT sandwich. Now, to me, you've ruined it by adding rabbit food and the L and the T. But um, <laughs> yeah, like pasty sandwiches are pretty special, um, mm. and you can tell why I've, I'm forty and overweight. <laughs> I'm not forty yet, but I am overweight. Um, Joe, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, what uh, is your choice from a Greg's or a Milligan's or a? I don't know what the other ones are called. I mean, I think a, you've a, covered. A, a, I, think, a I think you've covered ninety-five percent of the menus. Um, it has got me thinking though. When I lived down <laughs> south, there was a really nice little um, bakery that did uh, various pasty things. Have you ever tried it? You must have tried a steak and Stilton pasty. You ever tried it? Oh no. Yeah, it's no. Sounds like I want to though. It's nice. It's nice. It's a bit different. But it's um it's really good and they had the proper um like you know when you got a proper pasty that's got a nice thick crust along the side. And do you know why do you know why they're made like that? It's because originally so it's because originally they were, I think if I'm if I'm correct, I think, um it's because they were used originally um as 
uh, food for miners and stuff when they went down because it yeah, was yeah. easy to eat and stuff. And uh, you had the big thick crust and everything. And some people leave the crust and are, and they're they're wrong because those the crust are the best bit, just like pizza. Their their hair their hair won't go curly. You what? I think that's just bread crust. I don't think that's pasty crust. Uh, wait. Yeah, it's all the same thing. No, steak and Sultan's nice. Steak and Sultan's nice. I don't know. I don't think Greg's do that, but certain bakeries do. Um, but now, nah, I mean, obviously, steak bake. I don't bake, think Greg's do that at all. I don't think they would. <laughs> Two up market Stilton for Greg. Steak and Stilton pasty. Steak and Stilton pasty. Yeah. No, if you just try it, it is really nice. It's, it's different. It's like, obviously, Stilton's one of those. It's a weird flavour to describe. It's just, it goes nice. It goes nice with it, though. So. If you have, if you see that, try it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean all the all the classics. I, I have to disagree with you, Ian. That I do like a cold pastry. If you've got like, if you like from Morrison's, if you've got the multi pack of like the little mini, like um, like little mini rolls, little mini rolls, little mini rolls that you get. Oh no, I could, I could absolutely scram 20, 20, twenty of them off without even thinking. Don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, they're better warm, but there's a very fine line you've got to tread, especially if, you know, when, you, when you're heating them up, because they can go from zero to pipe at heart in a second. Yeah. Just got to be Joe, you, you, had a, you had a strong reaction when I said I didn't like a cheese pasty, so is, is I love a cheese pasty, pasty one of your go-tos? It, it's got, it has always been in the past, like, although I would say that nowadays, my steak bake has got to be the go-to, but I always, I always love cheese and onion pasties, always loved them, um, and I would still have one to this day, happily. Proudly. Quick question: Have you ever sampled a vegan sausage roll from Greg? Ask, good. They're good. They're oh, good. Yeah. I have. Great, mate. Yeah. I have. Yep. You know I what know. it is? <laughs> the the very very tasty. They are. So, I probably I would still prefer. I think it mainly for the pastry. Um, mm. And again, the sausage roll has to be tiny, tiny bit soggy and stodgy. Um, and I don't like it where like it puffs up too much at the side. Aesthetically, you can mm-hmm. tell what a good sausage roll is. Uh, the one in Newton Cliff Town Centre, literally every time they're on point. But yeah, vegan sausage roll. They, they weren't out when I was in the UK. Like they, they've only been out since uh, I've been away. So, and, um, and like, when I come back, I don't go to Greg's. Uh, Which is strange because there's one in the airport. I, I just yeah, and and I miss Greg's when I'm not here. I love the. The expat shop does sell the frozen, like Iceland. Frozen they do that. Nice. You can put them in the air fryer. They, they go really nice. Um, yeah. Would you prefer? But yeah, the Sorry. the vegan sausage rolls. Um, pastry wise, aren't great. Texture wise, as well, it's a little bit weird. But taste wise, it's it's up there. Like they get, I think you get something good. from the the meat of the sausage. The juices melting into the yeah, pastry. They make it a adds bit, that little bit extra. Yeah. yeah. But when you think of the alternative, they've absolutely smashed it. Mm. Well, when you think about you know what, a cheese mean, pasty, <laughs> that's the alternative. I'm not hearing any here for cheese pasties, man. What about what about Greg's desserts? Well, Obviously, you know it's, it's was, a bakery, but what's your go to like? Oh, I always from a Greg's. I always used to get the um the, the ice fingers. Is that what you call them? Where you've got like, an ice split. I split. The that's the one. I split. One. Yeah. Every time without fail, I used to get them when I was younger. I loved them, and I used to like. Have the have the cream separate and then have the bun afterwards because that was weird. I'm going to say something which will contradict what I'm what, what I'm going to say after it. I always think an ice split is just a bread bun. Once you get rid of the cream and the, the ice yeah. on the top, 
just it's a like bread. a hot dog bun in yeah, it. it is, yeah, yeah. I love a Belgian. I love bun. bread, and that is just a bread bread bun with icing and currants and um, a cherry on the top. Mm. But yeah, I always go for a Belgian bun. So I'm not a huge fan of like the the dessert style pastries mm. that Greg's do. Um, I don't I don't mind a nice split, but yum yums are pick- very dangerous. By the way. Yeah, they're not bad. If I have to, if I have to it. pick one, um, I would go at the minute. That I don't know if they, they do them anymore because I think they might have changed because it's coming up to Christmas. But they do a sticky toffee muffin, and Ooh. I love. Oh, it's like so. It's my ideal because I love sticky toffee pudding, but I don't like dates, even though like like the pulse down, don't like them. Whereas this is just like a toffee flavored muffin, and it's like got like really thick toffee sauce in the middle yeah and it's un- absolutely unbelievable yeah greg's muffins are good because they've always got the, the middle the middle um surprise of of of, of a cream of some little surprise <laughs> little surprise that that donut was always nice um i had one of the I got one of the little uh, cupcakes that I recently put, with the uh, finger rings. Got my coffee order wrong, so like, do you want a free, de- free dessert? Did you never used to get them? Like the, the, the oh, they have a ring just, on the top, plastic yeah, ring yeah, on the top. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you mean? Yeah. And it would be like for Halloween, it'd be like a pumpkin, a witch, a ghost, a vampire, or whatever. And then for Christmas, they'll do like reindeer, Santa. Elves. Oh yeah, yeah. But you used to. Oh, oh my god! That's that, a I used to oh, always get them the for for being for being good. It was yeah, but like you treat. Yeah. The the making a mistake of selling a three pack of yum yums. When you order a yum yum, they go, "Do you want one? Or do you want three for a quid?" It's like I'm always going to get three for a quid, and they're never going to last any more than five minutes. Um, Mate, I do, I do like I'm the, a man the of traditional jam yeah. donut that Greg's do, and it's impossible to eat one of them without licking your lips. Yeah, because you get so say, much sugar on your lips, it's pretty hard. I prefer a donut with because I don't mind a jam donut, particularly from, and I'm, I know we're going off on a tangent. Um, Krispy Kreme. There, I like their jam donuts. I feel Greg's jam donuts that it's a little bit tart, mm. but they do a custard one with I think with chocolate icing over. That's exceptional. Yeah, and they do a, a pink jammy. I think they have jam and custard in. I think um, they're quite good as well. I, I quite like an Empire biscuit as well from Greg's. Like if I'm just feeling like I don't want oh, something what? too pastry, an Empire biscuit. It's just a shortcake. Two shortcakes with jam Heard in the middle, them. and then it's got icing on the top and a cherry. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I do like an empire biscuit. Got you. Anyways, uh, we've been going on for a little over an hour, so <laughs> let's wrap this one up. What is your favourite Greg's pastry? Oh, Ian, go on. Just quickly, because um, I meant to say this at the start, but just because we're talking about Scranny Chatter. So, obviously, the live episode we talked about... Um, like fast food and harry recommended slim chickens i went there at the weekend and i have to say harry if you are listening that is an absolute delight uh, i got the texas toast um i put but i create i went one step further i created a texas toast sandwich so i got the two slices of texas it's like it's almost it's basically just garlic bread but like a little bit fried put the chicken tenders in the middle dipped it in my sauce unbelievable sorry scott you can continue wrapping up no, it's fine. Actually, uh, we touched on the McRib last week, and uh, lo and behold, in McDonald's mm-hmm. in Dusseldorf, they were selling the McRib. Um, no I didn't way. get one because um, I was 
so weird. I, I wasn't very hungry when we went to McDonald's, even though um, just I quickly filled, I filled up on kebabs anyway. In Germany, or is it just specifically Dortmund? Does Lukas Podolski have a kebab shop? Lukas Podolski has a kebab shop in Dusseldorf. Don't know about Dortmund, but it's wow. right outside the train station. Um, yeah, and it's Lukas Podolski ten, so it's definitely him. Like, obviously, there could be other Podolskis in the area, but no, yeah. he's, got a, he, he's got a kebab shop right outside the train station. I heard good things about it from from what I've seen. I didn't go. Um, in Old Town, there was a kebab shop on the corner right next to the bars who were making a killing, by the way. I can imagine. Um, and I had one before the drinking commenced. And I might have had one after at three o'clock in the morning as well when we were walking home. So, yeah, two kebabs uh, in a, in a in space of eight hours wasn't the best. <laughs> best. It was, uh, it was the best. Week, though, it was. See what best. I did. Yeah, it was. A, it was the best weekend <laughs> condensed into there a you go. condensed. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, we will wrap it up right there. Let us know via the Gallagher Shots Twitter account uh, or X account, whatever. You, well, it's still our account. It's not our X account, but account on X. Uh, what your favorite Greg's pastry <laughs> and dessert is? What is your earliest memory? of Newcastle United and what was your first game and what is your random piece of memorabilia and if you've got a picture of the Newcastle Can Hi-Fi so before we get into this there was two of them one had speakers in the door and one was a bit shit and you opened the doors and there was no speakers I don't want a picture of that I want the big one with the, the speakers in the door I want the real thing because that's the one I What's had the I real thing. a picture of it anywhere so please send us a picture of that if you've, if you've got a photo or if, even if you still got one Someone's got one because my mum gave mine away when I moved away at uni. Um, that's how good this hi-fi was. Anyway, I'm digressing again. But let us know via the, via the Twitter account uh, all of what we're asking. Thanks very much for listening to this. Thanks very much for listening to us ramble on. I can't believe we're 15 episodes in, uh, but we will continue to go. I think next one will be the one before the Christmas special. So we'll probably do one more. And then we'll do a nice little Christmas special uh, where we'll think of some topics. Maybe a live. Yeah, maybe another Christmas live, special. although it won't be in the studio. Um, it will just definitely, be, obviously. Definitely be a, a, a live one. Although Joe and Ian are both going to have to sort out their Wi-Fi before we even consider doing a live. But we'll get there. Um, Has mine been bad everyone... again? <laughs> it's been okay. No, you've, you've, been, you've been fine. Yours has been, been great. Joe, mine has been shocking this week, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for listening. Joe, Ian, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks always for is. Joining us. Um, yeah, Likewise. thanks, everybody. We will see you in the next one. Bye now. Ta-ra. Podcast Network.